There's something about sitting in a hotel bed, eating an expensive meal out of like a delivery container, half naked. It's just, it's just so satisfying to my Taurus heart. Thank you for joining us for another episode of On the Horizon, a podcast about what's on the horizon for sex workers and how to navigate it. I'm Jesse Sage, and you can find me on Twitter at sapiotextual and at jessiesage.com. And I am Melrose Michaels, and you can find me at Melrose Michaels on social and at melrosemichaels.com. Also, just as a reminder, if you're joining the podcast um, on Apple, please leave us a five-star rating and review us. It really helps us grow as a podcast and better share information from our guests to the sex work community as a whole. Absolutely. And last but not least, if you want to support the podcast, please go to anchor.fm forward slash horizon spelled W-H-O-R-I-Z-O-N to become a premium subscriber on the podcast, which unlocks you two bonus episodes each month on the 8th and 22nd between our regularly scheduled episodes. And we'll give you access to tons of exclusive footage of ourselves and our guests. Who misses free and affordable ads and social networks without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising and social spaces to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their two products, Tris.link and Sweater.at, are refreshing and well-needed changes in both presentation and mission. Both are free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips, it makes such a big difference to feel encouraged and supported instead of policed. Check out their website, assembly4.com, for the word, not the number, for more info. Today, we are going to be discussing a day in the life of a sex worker. We have seven different sex workers who were gracious enough to tell us about their day. We have Honey Daniels, Jacqueline Harris, Ember Fiera, Cactus Cutie, King Noir, Ramona Flower, and Steph Sia. Yes, we do. So the idea of doing a day in the life was really our way, I guess, of humanizing sex workers and highlighting like, yeah, we're normal people. We wake up, brush our teeth, do our thing. (laughs) But then we also have this sex work element. Yeah, I think because, I mean, that seems so obvious to us who are like doing this every day that like, we, you know, eat breakfast, we have our routines, we have families, we have, you know, things going on. But for, you know, a lot of people who have like really entrenched ideas about like, what the sex work world is, um, you know, it doesn't, I don't know. It's funny. I, I'm, I'm going to say that a lot of times when clients talk to me, they assume I have this like very glamorous yeah. life yeah. or they'll say things like, Oh my gosh, your like husband is so lucky because oh, you're yeah. so like, uh, and I'm like, we just like, I don't know. I sweep up my floor every night after my four-year-old. I wake up. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's nothing like super exciting about. Yeah. Or glamorous. Or I glamorous. get that too. That yeah. Your husband's so lucky. I'm like, my husband does not get this vixen you get for all of 10 minutes. <laughs> he gets this like sweatpants, no makeup, looks like a creature. Like he gets that version of dead fish in bed now. Yeah. So, you know, it's not all people think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we wanted to talk, we wanted people to talk about like the work of sex work, um, but we also wanted them to talk about just their day-to-day life and how sex work gets kind of woven into that. So we have really great, like, um, we didn't interview people for this episode. Instead, we just let 
we just hit go on the camera and let yeah. them roll and talk about what they wanted to talk about. Some of their uh, submissions are long. Some of yeah. them are short. And we decided to just keep them as they were because they also reflect the personalities of the people yeah, who did it. It's so, so great. And so we're going to pop in and kind of relate to what each guest um, is saying and kind of give our two cents and, and yeah. how it particularly, particularly how we feel about it or how we interact with similar things. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we'll go on to the next guest. So we hope you enjoy this. Yeah. So let's start with Honey Daniels. Let's start with Honey. Okay. Ah, a day in the life of Honey Daniels. Uh, let's do a day in the life of me actually having a client because my regular life is boring. Um, so I don't usually see people in the city I live, which means getting ready to work is waking up, um, being disabled. It takes me a little longer to start my day. So I have to make sure I have time planned for that to give myself to like warm up slowly um, I usually pack the day of because I love to wait to the last minute. Um, if I'm packing for, uh, like if I'm doing a pro sub, uh, date, I'm packing fetish gear, paddles, uh, different lingerie. I love dress up options. So I usually have quite a few options in my bag. Um, getting to the bus to New York, which is always fun, a wild experience. Uh, and usually I just, a lot of that day is just like getting things, packing things, doing things that I need for the date. Even if I see one client a day, usually that's my whole day. Like I have to, I have to go slowly. I have to do what my body can. I have to give myself enough advanced time because being autistic, I do not like being late. I don't like being early. I don't like being stressed. So everything pretty much has a very specific time that I'm getting there. Uh, bus to New York is about two hours. Very fun. I do my makeup on the bus unless it's dark. And then I do it beforehand. I love doing my makeup on the bus. I don't know why. It's a skill that I seem to be very good at. Um, and getting to New York, getting to the hotel. Usually uh, my clients will just come up, we'll meet, we'll talk with a, in a pro sub date. I usually have them fill out a yes, no list to pretty basic kinks uh, and maybe a few more that are a little more advanced just in case they aren't somebody that's brand new coming to this. And we'll talk that out because I don't just go straight off the list. You know, I want to talk it out. I want to hear what you have to say. If you have any that you want to explain, we talk about uh, what our goals for the day are. And then we kind of just jump into it. I, I am kind of topping from the bottom when I'm doing a pro sub date, uh, especially with people that are just new to it. And it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of, it's a lot of talking to each other and communicating how we're feeling, what that, if we just did something, what did that make you feel? What did that instill in you? Did you like it? Do you want to push deeper into that feeling? And at the end of it, I always provide aftercare, which I think is really important. Even as a sub, like I feel like a lot of people think if you're not the top, you don't provide aftercare, but if somebody is not that like experienced in kink, even if they're quote unquote topping you, you want to check in, make sure they're okay. See if they need anything. And after the date, I have, I have one tradition that I almost 
always partake in, which is as soon as my client is gone, I usually order myself some kind of like lavish meal. There's something about sitting in a hotel bed, eating an expensive meal out of like a delivery container, half naked. It's just, it's just so satisfying to my Taurus heart. I just really, I really love that. And then I untuck all the blankets from the bed because they love to tuck that shit in so deep. Uh, and then I sleep with Bob's Burgers on because it's my comfort show. And that's a day, that's a day of me working. <laughs> okay. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. There's two things that really stood out to me about that one was first off makeup on the bus impossible feet cannot do that i I couldn't do that like (laughs) that's some skills i don't have yeah that's next level um and then the one that really stands out is actually providing aftercare Mm -hmm. because especially from a sub standpoint yeah um i don't know that all of our listeners are going to understand what that means Mm -hmm. what it is what aftercare is should we explain that uh yeah i mean aftercare um they often use aftercare to talk about like the the care that you give to um your play partner in a bds BDSM scenes. So because Mm -hmm. BDSM scenes can, can maybe push your limits or um, bring up a lot of feelings in you, like often, um, people will give each other what they call like aftercare. So checking in, Mm -hmm. how are you doing? How did that make you feel? Um, Maybe some tenderness, Uh, like process, allowing you to process that experience and kind of like, see where it's at for you. Yeah, super cool and super important. Yeah. I mean, I do that just with like vanilla clients and I don't necessarily use that word aftercare, Mm -hmm. but I really think that that's really important. So often like after I, after, after the play part is done, like we'll often like lie there and like cuddle and talk and check in and say like, you know, the normal sort of pillow talk, like that was really nice. It's so funny because I remember a client that I'm actually very fond of, but it was really funny because when he looked at me and was like, this is the awkward part like and I was like what like this is the this is the best part like (laughs) the part where you're just like lying there and like now you can just everything is like done and you can just like relax and talk and kind of decompress and deprocess but I think he just I I don't know I don't know he didn't know what to expect maybe yeah aftercare isn't something in like the content creator realm that we really have any experience in so like that's not something I've ever done even even if the content that i'm providing is like dominant con- you know kind of yeah. content um or like humiliation or anything like that aftercare is not something i've ever done so like from my perspective the way i envision this and i'm probably yeah. wrong so please correct me would be like okay we did our thing so like and scene now we're ourselves and like are you okay and like yeah. should we hug like that's how i picture it yeah okay yeah okay. and i think um but i'm surprised to hear you say that because do you not do that do your fans not sometimes re- like seek that out after like a custom video? For example? It's never ever been requested of me in ten years of making content wow. ever. I get that a lot in content creation really? in customs, particularly in customs. Like because I would have people who would come and say something like, um, uh, like a couple of them actually stand out. So one time PJ and I did like a, a buy threesome. I mean the other person wasn't there, but the the person who bought the content was the implied okay. like third, yeah. and so. Um, he like, he, I did a bunch of customs for him before that. So I think he was like warming up to like what he actually wanted. Cause okay. this was like the last one that he ever commissioned from me. Okay. And, um, he wrote back and was like, that was really, and we like kind of invited him in and like wanted him to play with us. And he was like, 
I have never cried while masturbating. That was like the most amazing thing. And I like talked him through like his feelings about the video, like how, and that, and that was in the video itself or that was like after the exchange. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So after like he watched it, then he came back to me and said, like, I had these feelings, this came up, like I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, it made me cry, blah, 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 blah. And then another one that I remember that was like, that was somebody asked me to do like a JOI, but he wanted me to do a JOI. Actually, I wrote about this for your thing. Um, where I talked about what, my own feelings and my own body was like and mm, then yes, afterward this. he talked to me a lot about how it made him feel too and like that I feel like there was many times when I was especially when I was doing customs that people would want to talk about what came up for them like see in this the is video. because people want to talk to you and we were talking about this on the way to dinner I guess it was dinner um about um, like people don't approach me and like I I I don't know I'm standoffish I I guess so I people don't come to me but maybe that's what it is like people just don't approach me with that it's never ever come up I've that's so interesting I was like I love the custom thank you so much I'm gonna buy another and I do most of my customs are JOI like Probably yeah. 95% of my customs are JOI. Wow. So that's super interesting. That's really interesting because I always feel like that's just part of it. And it's so, yeah. that's why I like talking to people like who do run their businesses differently or who have like a different persona or something because you just get different customers. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll start like offering that too. Maybe if I put it out there, more people will be like, oh, I'll talk to you about things. But <laughs> you gotta be careful what you ask for. That's true. <laughs> Maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I thought it was like really interesting to hear her talk, especially about like after, after they leave. So now we're talking about like in the context of like in-person work, we're yes. talking about like after the action is done mm-hmm. um, and you're like talking over what happened, but like, when they leave, yes. <laughs> then you're by yourself. And it was so like interesting to hear her talk about like, oh, I get a really good meal yes. and I sit there and I'm somebody who like loves hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get that. But, um, but I also have kids, so I'm usually like hightailing it like home. But, yeah. um, but yeah, that was really cool. It's just cool to have like that ritual because everyone kind of yeah. has like their decompression thing, like, yeah. you know, whatever it might be, maybe it's not like the lavish meal, but something else. So it's cool to hear that. Like, that's something we all probably have in common yeah yeah because there's sex work is like a really interesting thing because you're like sharing your body if if you do content creation or if you do any kind of sex work you're like putting a lot of your like sexual energy into it so like how do you come back from that like into yourself like you give it all out how do you like get it back in yeah because we have to do it again yeah and and action (laughs) oh no you're totally right you're totally right so our next uh guest that's going to talk about a day in her life is Jacqueline Harris well hello I'm Jacqueline Harris I am a escort and mother uh typically my day starts at about 5 a.m I am making breakfast I am getting school clothes ready and laying out outfits and getting everybody prepared before they even wake up. Um, Around 7 a.m. I start to wake everybody up. Uh, We shower, we get dressed, we eat, and then onto the bus by 8. Then I typically, you know, clean the house or I log on to my computer and I do some things for work, you know, inputting med orders or doing virtual, you know, appointments with patients. Um, then my kids get off the bus. 
Um, I do all this, you know, with a little baby usually strapped to me as well. <laughs> um, after, you know, the kids get home from school, you know, we feed the animals, we, we play, we read, we do homework. And um, yeah, I start dinner. If I haven't already started it, sometimes I do. I call it my lazy mom cooking where I just throw something in the crock pot and, and cook it all day. <laughs> um, you know, we eat, we play some more, we watch movies, uh, we craft sometimes. Um, I'm also a seamstress. So if I have time, I will like work on clothing that I would like to make. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's just work and kids. If I have to physically go into work that day, you know, I drop the kids off at the center, I go to the hospital, I take care of my patients, you know, during COVID it's, it's been very hectic at the hospital. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really, that's really it. Some, sometimes I work days, sometimes I work nights, sometimes I work weekends and holidays, you know, it varies. And how do you like fit sex work into that? What does that look like? Uh, well, they have to book in advance. I'm like, I'm almost never available same day or last minute just because I do have children and I do have a day job and things have to be moved around in order to accommodate a client who would like to see me. Um, so if I had a client that day, he would have booked at least a day in advance. So I would reschedule any appointments I have um, during my day job, I would make sure I arrange for a sitter to come to my house. That way they get the kids off the bus. Like they're already at my house. I'm already gone. They get the kids off and take care of them. Um, and then I will go to whatever in-call location I've decided to pick that day. Um, and depending on the length, usually longer appointments, I'm making something to eat. Like not like a big meal, but like, you know, like a little snack. Sometimes I'll make like a charcuterie board. I always say that wrong. Or, <laughs> or you know, some sort of wrap or snack or whatever. Drinks already pre-made, shower, makeup, all that crap. And then, you know, I have my appointment and then I go home straight to my kids. And that's, <laughs> you know. I got to step up my game. I have never brought snacks to clients. <laughs> well, I think also because, so Jacqueline, we probably should qualify this. She's a black mom, a nurse, and a full service worker who's raising kids by day and taking appointments by night. Yeah. So she's a full service uh, in-person worker. So I think that's the part we left out. But also her clientele is very much like um, in in the lane of like oh, the mommy and the lactation. Yeah. So I think that's why she brings snacks. Yeah, because I didn't it fits think about that, that role. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, how like I caretaker took it. role. Yeah, yes, yes. yeah, because I was like, hmm. Sometimes I tell my clients, like, bring me this and bring me that, but I've never like brought something. <laughs> I was like, wow. Maybe when you're mommy doming, maybe you'd be when, like, yeah, do you want the sucker? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Wellen. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No. Um, Man, I mean, one of the things that, like, is amazing is how many, like, hats so many sex workers are wearing. Yes. And Jacqueline's, like, definitely one of those where she's like, I got to get the kids off the bus. Then I got to do my nurse job. Then I got to feed the kids dinner. And yes. then I got to make snacks for my clients. And maybe and I'll, then, like, I'll make some clothing and, you know, like, <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. I know. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I'm definitely a multitasker, so I can like relate in that way. But beyond that, like I'm not a mom, so I'm definitely like yeah. not, I can't relate anywhere there. Um, and I've never done full service, but in just like relation to like juggling a thousand things that I can relate to. Yeah. 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 I know. I think, um, I do. I also juggle a lot of things, but I think that, um, I don't usually make dinner. Like there are some things that people, like we go out too much or order takeout <laughs> too much. Or, I mean, sometimes I'll do like the home delivery stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, and make those, but yeah, I, um, I don't know. It's just like amazing to hear like how people are juggling all of this. And I think oh. it's also like, you know, you see on a lot of like sex worker ads, like no same day. And like oh, she yeah. brought up, which I think is really important. Like, why can't I do same yes. day? Well, I'm busy. Why I can't kids. I accommodate you? <laughs> you're just sitting there waiting for someone to be like, booked. no, I know. I felt that way. Even when I was camming, like when I would do a lot of like, um, one-on-one cams, mm. like Skype shows, people would be like, um, can you do it right now? And I'm like, do you think that like my hair yeah. and my makeup oh, and I my wake lighting up like this. What do you mean? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I know. I'm of like, there's not. no right this minute cam shows Mm-mm. unless I happen to like slate the morning out for that and say yeah. like, I'm doing cam shows this morning. But otherwise, like, and then sometimes I would have people be like, I don't care. And I'm like, okay, fine. You want to like see me in my pajamas? <laughs> I, I don't wear pajamas actually. But like if I did. <laughs> that's what it would be. That's what it yeah. would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. That Like we have these very busy lives and we have to fit like our work into it. But I think that, um, you know, this is going to sound really funny, but you know, when you, do you remember when you were a kid and you saw like a teacher at the grocery store? Or something? Yes. And you're like, oh. <gasps> Yeah. It's, a, it's an animal in the wild. <laughs> yes, I do and remember that. It was that. so weird because you're like, my teacher is at the school. Like, that's what my teacher does. Yes. I feel like I feel like clients and customers and fans, I like, think that about us. Like, yeah. well, you're always doing this thing. And you're like, no, I'm not always doing this thing. Like, I have to fit this thing into all the other things that I do. Yes. And I think, like, I kind of understand, like, from, from that perspective, I kind of understand why they're like, well it's the daytime. Like, can you do this right yeah. now? And I'm like, no, cause I do 50,000 things. I'm not yes. like sitting cam ready. All yeah. Time. But I, I also like that she pointed out, like I get my kids on the bus and then I have the time allotment to do the things. And then yeah. I get my kids off the bus. Like yeah. a lot of fans or clients, I feel always come into it, not realizing like we might have a select amount of time or hours in a mm-hmm. day to dedicate mm-hmm. to something like sex work. Yeah. Because like so many cam girls are working only while their kids are at school. They're yeah. They're working only on the weekends when their kids are, you know, significant others or their ex-persons, ex-spouse. So I feel like that doesn't get talked about enough or like brought to the forefront of we're humans. That's going to be the takeaway every time (laughs) between all these, I'm sure. But, you know, we have a set time that we can allot to, to our sex work. Yeah, which because it's it's work and everybody has that a set amount of time that they're doing their jobs and then times that they're doing their their errands and other things. And yeah, yeah. So let's look at Embers now. Yes, Ember Fiera. Um, hi, I'm Ember Fiera. Um, my typical day looks like me waking up at 11 and then going on Twitter for like an hour and then cooking breakfast, um, making some phone calls to friends, um, streaming and checking up on my many vids. Uh, what else do I like to do? Um, playing video games. I love video games and writing and going hiking. I think first of all, I want to say, yeah, 
what camera is she using? Uh, she's using like a DSLR or something because her background <laughs> and her depth of field was so nice. I know. She like looked beautiful yeah. and the background things were blurred and she was like crystal clear. Yeah. And that was uh, impressive. <laughs> that is not the cam experience you're going to get from me. <laughs> that was remarkable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But back to the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, Ember, something that I really liked is that she's like, I wake up, check Twitter and then I, you know, check Manny Vids reply to messages. And I think that the replying to messages, people don't realize how the, how long that takes us, especially yeah. like DMs and like the PPV and the back and forth and or sexting yeah. mm-hmm. on Sex Panther. That is a majority time suck of my day. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's funny because um, they like just not even the checking DMs, but just like Twitter itself yeah. is like part of our job. Yeah. And um, I think that like, I sometimes get frustrated and get a little bit snappy with people and I feel like bad about it. But sometimes people are just being friendly and they're like DMing me about something that I tweeted and I get snappy because I'm like, I actually can't like personally interact with everyone who follows me about something that I wrote because this would take me all day long. Like I don't like... I don't have that much time. And I think that it's easy for, especially if we're like friendly and we're nice and we build up a rapport. And I really like my like fans. Jessie, not <laughs> like me. <laughs> I really like my fans. And so like, I enjoy talking to them, but I have to like constantly remind them that like, I can't spend all day on DM because yeah. otherwise I can't do my work. Yeah. And you know, I've been religious about replying to every comment on Instagram for like, months and months and months oh my now. gosh like if you go through my old instagram photos and given i just deleted yeah. like over 200 photos and, and got rid of them because i'm scared of instagram but uh <laughs> every single one i've replied in and responded to you and i've like taken inventory of my business recently and i, I do this every few months or so usually it's like 3 a.m when i can't sleep i'm like what can i improve on um <laughs> but i was like you know that doesn't make me money it's, yeah. It has not benefited my business. It, it doesn't benefit my fans. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they get an interaction from me and maybe that's why they keep commenting. Maybe. Yeah, but, at but the, the end comments of the day, don't equal money. Yeah, and yeah. I, my time and attention, that's my service. That's what I'm selling. So, like, I have to kind of yeah. cut that off and be like, look, the only place I'm responding to this stuff is on OnlyFans or it is on, right. you know, mm-hmm. insert platform here. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to remind yourself of that sometimes. Yeah, because it's hard. And, um, and I do, like, very much appreciate, like, the the time that people put into trying to interact with me, but like, it's just too, like, it's, it's a job. Like Mm -hmm. social media for us is a job in the way that it's like a hobby for other people. And I think that like, even though we don't make direct money, like most of the jobs I get are because of interactions on Twitter. And the traffic we get. Yeah. So like Twitter is my job. Like it's my business. And, um, yeah. And the fact that like, I kind of love the fact that Ember was like, I wake up and I check Twitter and I'm yeah. like, yeah, cause that's the beginning of our work day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, and that's how it starts. That's yeah. most of our experience. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I wake up, I check like messages first and then Twitter and then mm-hmm. Instagram. It's just to see if like someone responded to coming on our podcast or someone yeah. did that, you know, there's right, right, so right. many balls yeah. in the air and um, so many collaborations for me happen through DMs on yeah. social mm-hmm. media. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you've seen me work with a performer, it's cause she, or they open yeah. my DM. Like that's yeah. the way it happened. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's look at um, Cactus Cuties. Yes. Cactus Cutie is a fetish performer and content creator who loves her cat. <laughs> that's true. She does. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cactus Cutie. Um, I wanted to tell you about how I spend my day as a sex worker. Um, so I wake up after uh, sleeping in my very comfy bed that's very, very cold and has fans blaring and 
uh, I freeze my boyfriend. And then um, <laughs> I get up and I do my morning business. Um, but then after that, I like to have a tea. I like to spend time with my cat, Bernie Sanders. And then we just kind of like, I text back to, you know, or I message back all my fans in the morning. That's kind of like when I like, you'll probably get a message from me at like 7 a.m. if you're, you know, one of my fans, because that's the time where I like to just get kind of that things done. Um, and then later on in the day, I, I'm a vegan, so I like to just cook some yummy, you can't cook salads, but you can cook things to eat along with a salad that's on the side. Um, <laughs> I like to blare music or have it completely silent because I have ADHD, so it's one or the other um, while I'm working and I'm usually editing photos, editing videos. I'm always at the grocery store. I find myself there maybe every other day and I spend too much. Um, I have a very limited diet, so I eat a lot of very crazy, ex stupidly expensive foods. But um, and then I come home and I feed my cat Bernie Sanders and um Oh, if I do a pee video, I usually do like two giant cups of tea and maybe like a like a thing of water. I'm always drinking water. I'm a very hydrated um, person. Um, and I will just wait for about like two, two and a half hours and then have everything set up because I'm about to burst and then I make my video. Or if I'm not doing a pee video that day, I'll put on some makeup and I'll do some stuff in front of my plants. And I always like to include plants in my content and take photos. And I'm an ecosexual, so sometimes I'll rub it on my body. Um, and yeah, I get tired by about five and then <laughs> I sit on my couch again and I, I chill out and I work, uh, while I watch YouTube and Netflix and, um, currently I'm watching Dharma and Greg and I'm obsessed with this show from my childhood. And, um, and then I take about an hour and a half to get ready for bed because I have sleep anxiety. So, but I'm always drinking water, <laughs> like always throughout the day, drinking tea, water, and I'm always eating. Um, oh, but yeah, but of course, Bernie Sanders is always there. <laughs> She's so cute. She's amazing. And <laughs> Very I love her. Cute. Um, one thing I want to say is that like in my next life, I want to be a sex worker's cat. Yes. We sex talked workers about that. Love their cats. I and do. <laughs> And we're home for our, our pets, which is like, you know, every yeah. dog and cat stream. Yeah, yeah. So I want to know what she does in front of her plants. Oh, well, she, a lot of her photography is in front of her plants. And it's oh, stunning. Oh, okay. Because she was like, I do my things in front of my plants. And I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing in front of the plants? <laughs> but no, I think the thing that stuck out, again, it, like the answering the messages or at the end of the day, being yeah. in front of like Netflix or YouTube and, and replying. I do that too. That's very... Uh, reflective of of my rituals and my kind yeah. of habits as well. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's also important to talk about like one of the things that she brought up that other people so far haven't brought up is like, what do you do to get your body ready for the things that you yes. have to do for work? So she's talking yes. about because she does a lot of like pee fetish stuff, drinking enough water mm -hmm. and um, hydrating for her videos that she has to do. I yeah. think it depends on what kind of sex work you do, but a lot of sex workers will do 
things to get ready. Yeah, um, or if they're shooting like an anal scene, that's a lot of prep work. People yeah, don't really consider. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To like get ready for to get your body like into the shape to do whatever it is that you have to do because these yeah. are physical jobs. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. my only way I can really, I mean, I work out, but like, and I, I sleep, but like, I don't have like anything extraordinary yeah. step wise because I'm just doing the content and very limited kinds of content that I'm super comfortable with and isn't too hard on my body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's definitely a standout for her because it really mm-hmm. highlights the fact that we're not just like doing this on the fly. Like there's yeah. a plan in place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, wake up, I like to, yeah, I tend to wake up every morning and think like, what am I going to try to accomplish today? Yeah. Like what do I need to do? Do I need my laundry done for that? Yes. Like what needs to be done in order for me to do the things? Is that, that like, laundry clean? Yeah. 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 My thing is like, is my laundry matched? Oh yeah. Like I got to find the, the, the garter. Okay, where's the other the stocking that matches the set? God damn it. Yeah. That's very factual. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So who else do we have? So next we have King Noir who is going to tell us a little bit about his day and being a family man on top of it. Yeah. Peace, peace. What's going on? This is King Noir. Probably known me as a salt and a stroke and a regular day for me involves all the family things that you do as well, except after I do all those things, I lock myself in a room and edit all the porn that I shot while I was traveling the world (laughs) for a few hours. Uh, Definitely uh, get in my gym time, get in my reading time, get in my studies. And hopefully after that, find a very uh relaxed family who's ready for me to put them all to bed (laughs) (laughs) that's so good yeah it is good um relaxed family very relaxed family that's not my family (laughs) my family's never relaxed my kid like jumps off the walls until he like knocks himself out like that's he's like two speeds like jumping literally jumping on the couch yesterday we went out mel and i went out after a recording day and like (laughs) I have a wall of books. She basically has a library. <laughs> and all the books were all over the living room, like one by one. And I was like, and it was the quietest thing ever. <laughs> like we there was no like boom. There was no, it was no, like it stealth. was methodical. It was like one book, another book, another book. And he did it to punish us. Yeah. Because we yeah. were busy. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. And it's so funny because my little one like will do that. He'll be like busy. And then when he decides he wants to go to bed, uh, he will lie down on the couch and pull a blanket up over his head. And that's it. He makes it. Lights out. Lights out. Done. <laughs> Mic trap. That's great. Yeah. That's so great. my family's never relaxed. But um. <laughs> well, the other standout for me was that he locks himself in the room and does hours of editing because mm-hmm. that's way overlooked. The actual production value and oh, the time yeah. that takes. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we both we have the podcast experience a little bit and mm-hmm. knowing what goes into that production quality. But like, I mean, I, I'm i sure you guys, we all edit our own clips. Most creators yeah. right now edit their own yeah. clips unless they're like mainstream onset porn. Right. That's a little different. But but that's I used to one. edit like the peep show podcast too. Mm-hmm. Like I did all of that. Um, I got way lazier though. At the beginning, I was like editing out every um. You know? Oh really? I was like insane. You're perfectionist mode. You're yeah, like well, okay because the thing is, I'm like married to a perfectionist, and he you would, are. Like, <laughs> he would like go over and take out everything that I didn't do, and he would like explain to me why I didn't do enough. Um, and then at some point, I was like. I'm going to quit this podcast if I have to take out every, um, like well, it's, it's also very humanizing, like yeah, to yeah. Show, you, show you're not perfect. I do that. Yeah. I overproduce my content likewise. Yeah. So I, re- I get that. And I, 
think that's why people don't relate as well to me because they think like <laughs> I'm just like all together packaged thing um, and I'm not. But yeah, no, the production, not only does it take time, but it takes mm-hmm. skill and you have to yeah, learn those skills. Yeah. And then a lot of us don't come from like a digital production background or having gone to school for this. And we're all self-taught. No, I went to school for philosophy. We didn't even barely use the computer. Like it was just yeah. books. <laughs> the like, books. Just books. The books that your kid pulled off the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't even look at them anymore. I just pick them up off the floor and put them back on the shelf. It's like a, it's meditative at this point. It's like a meditative practice. This is your ritual, your nightly ritual after you see a client come home and pick up the books. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah, no, I think that, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I can see that you yeah. have to like block out some space to like do the production that you need to do. Either. Yeah, it's not or, just making the content or making the porn. It's making yeah. the porn. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally making it. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's look at Ramona Flower. Yes. Art model, Dom and full service worker in Brooklyn. Okay, so my name is Ramona Flower. I am a 30 year old second generation sex worker living in New York. Um, I usually like to start my day around eight or nine, but I have two cats who like to start their day between four and 6 a.m. Um, so I usually wake up before my alarm um, and feed the cats, um, make some coffee, drink some water. Um, I like to meditate in the morning, eat breakfast, um, tidy up my kitchen. Um, I usually have a to-do list, which has like my daily tasks and my weekly tasks for like my professional stuff, my work stuff. Um, but also just like my personal life, um, just so I can stay organized. So I look to see what I have to do for the day. Um, check my emails, um, respond to any messages, Um, I usually take a shower, um, either go for a walk, go to the gym, um, something like that. Um, and then on days that I like have appointments, it's usually the like whole beauty ritual, which can take anywhere from two to three hours. Um, and then I do my commute to work. Um, I'll like work my appointment, um, And then I usually go home. My like decompression ritual um, is usually um, like showering, um, doing all of my skincare, which is like five to 27 steps. Um, I love eating after an appointment because it's usually like you're just busy socializing, talking. Even if you're at dinner, you just like you have a a take home bag that you want to finish um, drinking water. Um, I like stretching, meditating, just kind of like clearing my mind. Um, and then I usually like after appointments, like I like keeping stats. So like, um, how many hours did I work for the day? Was it someone I knew someone I didn't know? Is there anything I should remember for the next time? Um, I write down if people give me tips or gifts or presents so I can send them thank you cards or notes or anything like that. Um, and then I also just know, like what days are the best to work. Um, Like I can look back for like my clip stores to like years and be like, okay, this is like the one holiday that I should make content for. Or like, this is like the one whatever. Um, So just like writing, documenting that kind of stuff down just for my own records. Um, I usually like, what else do I do? Like cook a meal, do something that I enjoy, like watch a movie, um, hang out with my cats, just like something for myself just to decompress. Um, because I feel like when you, um, are in 
the service industry, whatever type of service um, you're providing an experience for other people, it's like really nice to um, kind of recup, fill your cup at the end of the day. Um, like after you've like filled everybody else's cup up, that's usually how I kind of like avoid burnout and I don't know, not going completely bananas. Um, and then my bedtime I'm terrible with, I will, I will admit that I love to just like stay up too late. Um, so like I'm not very consistent with it. So I wish I had some like beautiful, like I go to bed at 10 o'clock and spray my pillow with lavender and drink 12 ounces of water and say a affirmation to wake up to. No, I don't. I like fall asleep with like Netflix on and two cats, like chewing on my toes um between like usually nine or like midnight sometimes it's later sometimes it's like two and I like really need to go to sleep um but yeah that's a day in the life of uh, a sex worker that's great yeah you know what I think is really interesting listening to all of these is that like well two things first is that her skin is amazing. Yeah, it's gotta be <laughs> the water or like yeah. The, it's so the twenty seven steps that routine. Like that yeah, routine. I was like, what is in that routine? Because wow. <laughs> um, no, that's a side note. Um, but the other thing is that like the actual work, the things that clients see is such a small part of that. Yeah. Like, you know, she's saying like, I have to get up. I have to answer all my messages. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to put my makeup on. Keep it's stats. Routine. That stood out for me. Yeah. Keep stats. Yeah. Like figure out this is a business. Like what days do I do well on? What days do I not do well yeah. on? Um, you know, I, I keep, um, I know exactly how much money I've gotten from every single client because I keep stats on all that stuff too. Mm -hmm. So every appointment that I have, like I put in, like, did I get a tip? Like how much did they, how much did I make on this one? And then I have stats on like what my overhead for that particular mm -hmm. date was and all of the stuff so that I know, like, um, and I didn't used to do that. I mm. have to say, like, I didn't used to do that. And I would just like hope and pray I had some money, you know? And yeah. then I realized like, no, you can't just like hope and pray you have some money. You have to run your business like a business. <laughs> We've and, all been there. <laughs> yeah. And when I changed um, and realized that I needed to like have goals and mm -hmm. the only way to meet those goals is to like actually write down what I'm doing and seeing if I'm making yeah. them or not. Then I was like, oh, well, I can meet my goals. Yeah. But well, like, I also keep kind of, I've, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not as good at this, but often I'll keep stats on like, what did I wear? So that the next time, like, oh. I see that person, I'm wearing something different. You know, like, there's there's a lot of information that I keep records of. So, yeah. that, like, I know so I know what to do, yeah. what to pack, what I, to wear. <laughs> I would always keep, I like, when I first got into webcam specifically, mm -hmm. I was keeping stats on, like, when I clocked in, when I clocked out, the hours I put in, the okay. amount of tokens, and then I could reflect on, like, what days were the best, what days, if I was going to take mm -hmm. a day off, what day should I take off, because yeah. I was going to earn the least. Um, and then the other flip side of that was, like, I would always track rank, because the cam side I was on was with rank. So, like, uh, what month did I get rank? What month didn't I get rank? Yeah. Um, and then notes, too, uh, of, like, games I played. Like, what did I play online so that I wouldn't shuffle uh, and yeah. repeat too much because it wasn't right. entertaining if the same thing every day yeah so the the actual like admin work i think it's, it's overlooked. a lot of it it's a lot of admin yeah like you don't just like show up looking beautiful and then go on with your day like there's there's a lot yes. of admin but she's also talking about like what do you do to decompress and yes, like rituals yeah and i think that that's really important because like she was saying you know i think something that is intuitive to sex workers that maybe isn't intuitive to everyone else is that we're in the service industry. Yes. You know, yes. and this is a service industry job. And 
you give a lot out to other people. And you so, give a lot of energy and emotional yeah. equity. And yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very yeah. true. Okay. Last one is Steph Sia, who is the only stripper on this list. Yes. We have a stripper. I'm Steph Sia. I am the host of the Strip by Sia podcast. I am a podcast host. So I do a sex work podcast. I am also a digital content creator. So I have an OnlyFans. And I am also a stripper based here in Vancouver, Canada. So I guess like a typical day in the life uh, in my crazy life. It's really busy. It's, it's very filled with a lot of things. I do a lot of gigs, not just sex work. So I guess we can kind of go into all of it. So I start my day off at 525 is when my alarm goes off. So super early in the morning, I have a van- <laughs> I have a vanilla job, which is kind of my safety net. So I have a square job. I work at a hotel serving and I'm usually done by 11 o'clock in the morning. I come home around noon or so. I usually have some lunch at that point. And then one o'clock and I I just eat whatever I cook for my YouTube channel because I have a YouTube channel as well. I make noodles, which is not sex work related. (laughs) Different kind of nudes. Um, (laughs) One o'clock is when I kind of want to start my marketing consulting business as well. So I have a couple clients. I work with a sexual health uh, educator where I build online e-learning programs for them as well as work on email campaigns or newsletters and uh, social media like content generation and um, stuff like that. And I have another client that I also bounce around doing very, very similar things to do with digital marketing. So those are like my vanilla gigs, which I get out usually during the daytime before I get sleepy around two to three. So I, (laughs) and it depends. It really depends on the day and if I'm working at night at the club, but um, yeah, I try to do that until about at least a couple hours or sometimes it's, if it's like a really, really, really big workload and there's like a launch date that I have to kind of work by, I'll try to work until about five or six or so, but I I have a heart out. I I just don't want to be working on any more things on my laptop if I don't have to past six. But if it's a nice, easy day, um, yeah, I'll try to take a nap at three (laughs) because adult naps are really great um, and so needed when like one, I wake up super early in the morning and two, if I'm working really, really late at night at the club, but we'll get to that part later. So at that point, at around six, I usually try to make some dinner again, something to do with my YouTube channel or whatever leftovers are in the fridge. Um, I try to keep some food in my freezer that are just kind of like easy and ready to go, like dumplings or like, I don't know, some frozen things that kind of like can whip together and something that's super easy. That's not very time consuming because my time is really, really limited in the day. Um, I also try to dedicate at least um, half an hour to an hour on my OnlyFans, which has been severely lacking lately. And I apologize. (laughs) It's just a lot of work to be done with all the digital stuff, like posting, scheduling, editing videos, editing photos. Like it's a lot of backend stuff that no one ever really realizes, or at least the fans never realize. They're just like, post more content. And I'm just like, oh my God, okay, here's a naked photo of my butt or something. Like (laughs) it can be like quite a lot. So I try to get that done and I try to do like a batch, like upload like once a week and just kind of schedule that out for the week. Then it depends what time I am working at the club. Um, We'll say for this, like usually 
try to get there around nine or so on average. Sometimes earlier for the first one on, but I like to pack my suitcase. It takes me at least like half an hour, sometimes an hour, um, just to get my box of costumes out, try to match things together. My costumes are not really that organized, but I've been trying to organize myself a bit better. So they're all like in little Ziploc bags. So all my different garters and like little props and like chokers and stuff like that. And of course all the different pleasers and like stripper heels that I have, I usually bring like three or four with me to kind of change up the look. I usually dance eight inch pleasers and then I VIP or do private dances in six inches because walking on eight inches and like trying to dance in a little booth is like walking on stilts. And I just, I'm not here for that. And like my, my legs get really tired. <laughs> I just like end up sitting on them and like shaking my butt, but that's another topic. Um, but yeah, packing can take a little bit of time, but I'm, I mean, I've been dancing quite a while now, so I kind of have it down packed. So packing in your baby wipes for after you get off your show, wiping off all your sweat, like 10 different types of lipsticks, um, uh, no shine powder, a hairbrush, hair tie, because after your show, you're super sweaty. Um, a little towel is kind of nice for you as well. Mini uh, stripper perfume. <laughs> um, what else do I need? Um, sometimes socks, stockings as well, because my knees can usually get scraped up pretty badly. A band-aid's also nice too which, um, yeah, I usually tend to scrape my knees, uh, especially by the end of the week, which is really, really not so sexy and, <laughs> and attractive. Um, but yeah, packing takes a bit of time. Um, I usually just try to get all my makeup done before I go because, I mean, yes, there's dead time in the club, like a lot of dead time that no one ever really speaks about. So like a lot of waiting around in between your shows, like you're usually waiting around for around like an hour and a half or so. Um, I usually like to try to bring a book or my laptop where I can edit my podcast or I can edit my YouTube channel. Um, I try to be as productive as possible, especially during the beginning of the week. Um, Cause usually like Fridays and Saturdays, I'll usually have a bit more motivation to sell dances. Other, other than that, I'm kind of a lazy dancer. I <laughs> Even though I know that's where the money is, it's just like, okay, I, I like early in the week, I'm just like, okay, I'll just get some work done. Um, but yeah, usually we have about three to four shows a night. So it really depends on like, if you're starting early, if you're going to be the last show on. So for example, tonight I have three shows. So I get to be there a little later. I'm going to be there at 940 and then come home after my last show, which is at 1255 unless I decide to stay in VIP for a bit longer and try to sell dances. But yeah, rolling up to the club, 9 p.m., park in front of the club, uh, walk in, say hi to the bouncers, say hi to the hosts, the servers, get to the change room, kind of say hi, tell the girls there's like banter or whatever's going on in the world that day. And then, yeah, you kind of get changed. Uh, Pick your music, which which uh, for me, for some reason, even though I have the same playlist, I'm like, I don't know which song I want. And it's like the DJ's like, yo, are we are you ready yet? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what song I'm going to do. And then I just end up dancing to the same songs like all the time, like four days in a row. So <laughs> that happens. Um, but as I mentioned, lots of downtime. So I'll try to bring a book with me, do some editing and whatnot. And then once night is done um yeah pretty much count up my money 
try to pack up nicely, leave my suitcase in there, make like line up all my shoes and make it look presentable. And then I get the hell out of there, drive home at whatever past one or two o'clock in the morning, take a shower, drink some water. And it usually takes me about half an hour to an hour to kind of come down and fall asleep and do my like nightly routine and all that stuff. So, um, if I'm coming home, like for example, last night came home at 2am, I didn't fall asleep till about 3:15 in the morning. And then I had to get up super early this morning. So, and then I repeat. So some days are better than others, depending on what time I get off or if I'm like starting later and whatnot, but that's kind of a day in my life. She is so busy. She's super busy. She, <laughs> I think I most relate to her juggling act in a, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, just because multiple businesses and like lots of different balls in the air. <laughs> yeah. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> so I think that there's a lot going on there, but also like this for me just screams like time management. Like yeah. I have time management and I do a lot of things and I have to mm-hmm. figure out where to fit those things in to make all the things happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I also thought it was interesting because like, Everyone else we had before stuff, like, I've done that work in some regard. Mm -hmm. I have never worked in a club. I don't know anything about that. And when she was like, oh, we're reading books or doing homework in the back, I'm like, what? Yes. I didn't know that happens. I did not know strippers had downtime. (laughs) Like, I've never had that experience as well. So, like, for me to hear Mm -hmm. that there's, like, hours of just downtime. Yeah. I was like, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, I knew that they had, like, stage time. But then I thought that they were, like, hustling the whole time that they didn't have stage time. And I guess... I get, maybe it's, it sounds like it's your prerogative. Maybe yeah. that depends on the club, too. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But that was interesting. And that kind of makes the first thing I thought when she said that they had downtime that came to mind was like, no wonder so many college students yeah. do stripping because you have time to do your homework. Right. <laughs> like, that's yeah. like, oh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that was super interesting to me, just like what that life looks like. Um, I'm also somebody like you who like has not mm-hmm. just my sex work, but like that and my family and yes. my podcast and my writing and all of these other things. And so like trying to like Tetris all of them together yes. so that you get things out when they're supposed to go out. Like that's uh experience I'm very familiar with. It's a balancing act for <laughs> sure. I guess yeah. too. I would, so like what is a day in your life like? Oh, um, so I usually get up at, I don't get up that early. I get up at like 7.30. I don't get up like Steph early. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, no, I get up around 7.30. Um, I get my, I drink my coffee because that's like the most important thing. <laughs> so I have coffee first and then I get my kid up and then, so I have two kids that live at home with me. Um, the teenager, I yell at because he's usually late. So I'm like, why are you still here? That's how the morning starts. Like, why are you still here? You were supposed to go to school. And then I go in and wake up my little one who's usually like awake and singing in his room. And I get him dressed and I take him to school, pack his lunch, take him to school. And I'll usually like stop at the coffee shop on the way home and get like another one just because I like to be out and about and then like come back home and I will check my email, go on Twitter. I'll usually I tweet more in the morning than I do in the rest of the day because I think I get busy. Like in the morning, I'm thinking about what I want to do. And so then I'm like tweeting and answering people and doing that sort of thing. Um, I try to do if I have writing to do I try to do like all of the writing before I have to pick up my kid at 2 30 mm-hmm. so um that doesn't always work if I'm on like a deadline it'll often extend way later but often like I'll try to do that sort of work in the middle of the day then I have to pick up my kid and then my other kid comes home and um 
I don't know. We we often go out. Like I was saying, we're kind of busy. Mm-hmm. So we'll often like go out. Um, and then I'll come home. If I have a sometimes I have clients in the middle of the day. Sometimes I'll have them at night. If I have them at night, I'll go out later, eight o'clock, nine o'clock or something, have an appointment. Um, I also have to go through and find the right lingerie and the right outfit and my makeup and do all of that stuff. Um, appointments are usually fun for me because it's like an adult life outside of my house. You know, I can go and, um, sit someplace kind of swanky and, uh, chit chat with another adult. And so that's usually fun. And then, um, unlike honey, I usually, unless I'm on tour, I don't like hang out in my hotel bed. I'm usually (laughs) like, I gotta go. And I go right back home, put the kid in bed, uh, clean the kitchen, do that kind of stuff. Um, and then PJ and I will usually watch TV, like a show together or something. Crazy Anatomy. I love Crazy Anatomy. It's my fault. Yeah, it is her fault. Um, sometimes I watch, uh, he loves Star Trek though, so I'll watch oh, Star Trek with him. Very nice. And that's kind of what it looks like. What about yours? Very nice. Um, so usually I wake up at 6 30. Uh, I have workouts 7 to 8 a.m. three times a week with my cousin, who's my personal trainer. Highly recommend. They're all virtual. Anyone can use him. Um, also, it holds me very accountable because he's my cousin and I know he needs money, so I have to show up. <laughs> so I'm very religious about it, which yeah. for the first time in my life. And then after that, I'll like shower, get hair and makeup. And then I'll shoot a few clips, like morning clips. So for my OnlyFans specifically, I shoot like pay-per-view, like the DM content throughout my day. So the fans kind of get to come with me through my day. Um, you shoot content every day? Mm-hmm. Wow. Even, But not like in the not traditional like content, yeah. not like a full clip. It's like I'm getting naked or I'm in the shower or it's like a yeah. peek behind the, the curtains. Yeah. Um, and I send that out for very low price just to kind of keep them with me and engage through the day. So I'll be shooting as I go. Um, but then I'll go into the office, which is in my house, uh, a little office, and I'll sit there and then I'll, you know, go over the to-do list for the day. So like mm-hmm. what needs to be done for Horizon? What needs to be done for Sexworksia? Yeah. What needs to be done for Networthy? Um, if I have orders um, from Networthy clothing to pack and ship, I'll pack and ship those. If I have panty mm-hmm. orders from vans that they've purchased, I'll pack and get that ready. If I have... Um, comics because I make a comic for my OnlyFans. If I have to pack and ship, I'll get all that kind of mm-hmm. post office stuff together and I'll go run out. Um, if I'm going to get coffee, that's when I'll get coffee. But mm-hmm. I've been cutting back, thank God. And uh, then I get back to the office and I have a lot of calls. I don't think people realize how much time I spend on calls and on Zoom calls and phone calls for mm-hmm. work, like trying to negotiate sponsorships for Sexwork CEO or talking to my team about things we have coming up. Um, yeah. Or just like, yeah, like my, my PR guy, like making mm-hmm. sure like people know my name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like stuff like that. Or with like, you know, mm-hmm. you planning mm-hmm. episodes. Um, so I have a lot of calls. And then if I do panels or webinars, that's usually throughout the day. Then towards the end of the day, I'm shooting a little bit more content. Um, and then I would say like by five or six, things are pretty much calmed down. And I'm like in my, you know, comfy mm-hmm. mode, undressed. Um, three days a week, I'll be comfy mode, undressed in front of Netflix, responding to DMs and messages mm-hmm. again on OnlyFans and Sex Panther and alike. Um, and then the other three days a week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm on live stream. Uh, Monday and Wednesday, I live game on ePlay. Um, and then Friday, I go live on OnlyFans. So those days I'm done at like yeah. 8 p.m. And then my husband gets home. We make a little dinner, which is like, you know, a micro thing. You pop in and it's done. <laughs> and then we uh, watch Netflix. Usually he gives me the remote to do whatever I want, watch whatever I want. And then we go to bed and wake up and repeat. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Busy. Yeah. 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 And I think that what you're talking about, I didn't really mention either, but like, you know, I have a lot of 
calls for yeah. to you or to like um I do some consulting too so sometimes I'll be talking to people about like how to write or how to get their business going I give a lot yes. of I do a lot of interviews um for I do a lot of press interviews and I interview a lot of people for my articles and so like those I'll try to all put like yes. throughout the day yes. yeah and it's so funny because if I were to look at like my day the sexy part of it is so small, really small. Yeah. The admin part, Huge. ridiculously big. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and the, the phone calls thing is the thing I've been really working like my own like business Google, mm-hmm. like how can I cut down these fucking phone calls? They take up so much of my time. Yeah. Like it's yeah. excessive. So I've tried mm-hmm. to like cram them all into Tuesdays, but like not everyone can do Tuesday things when I get that. Yeah. So it's hard, but yeah, that, that admin takes over for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. We hope that like, what this is the this is the end of season one um we really worked hard um in this season to give you guys an arc of the first half of the season talking about like the overarching like social and political um landscape that sex workers find themselves in in the second half we tried to just show you what it's like to be a sex worker which is why we wanted to at the end of this episode kind of culminate in like what does it look like to be a sex worker um and that doesn't mean like uh, that doesn't mean like the sexy part of it. I mean, that's part of our jobs. And I, I like the sexy part of our jobs. Yes. I think that's fun, but it's um very small. And it's so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And what does the rest of our lives look like? Yeah. And for season two, which is coming out on April 1st. So I'm hoping that you guys are going to stick with us. We are doing the entire season on what sex workers can teach you. And this mm-hmm. is like what sex workers can teach people outside of sex work. So civilians and mainstreamers and whatever. Yeah. You want to call it. So, like, we're going to cover things like consent and parenting and yeah. business and maybe things that the average person doesn't think is in a sex worker's wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. What yeah. about masculinity? Yes. About um, sexuality? About um, kink? Kink, about all, these all sorts things. of things. So we're really excited about that. We're excited to kind of turn upside down, like, who are the experts and. Mm-hmm. Our show, the sex workers would be experts. That's right. That <laughs> so we are very excited nice. about that. Thank you for joining us for another episode of On the Horizon, a podcast about what's on the horizon for sex workers and how to navigate it. I'm Jesse Sage, and you can find me on Twitter at sapiotextual and at jessiesage.com. And I am Melrose Michaels, and you can find me at Melrose Michaels on social and at melrosemichaels.com. Also, just a reminder, if you're enjoying the podcast on Apple, please take a minute. It will not, it won't even take a minute. Take a couple of (laughs) seconds to give us a five-star rating and a review because it really helps us grow as a podcast. And we are a baby podcast. We want our podcast to sprout. Um, (laughs) So that would really help us. And it'll help us share information um, from our guests to the sex work community as a whole. So please um, take a couple minutes and rate and review and subscribe. Absolutely. So yeah, last but not least, if you want to support the podcast, please go to anchor.fm slash horizon. That is horizon spelled W-H-O-R-I-Z-O-N to become a premium subscriber of the podcast. And that'll unlock you two bonus episodes on the 8th and 22nd of every month where we give exclusive footage from ourselves and our guests. Mm-hmm exclusively for you yes yep and to remind you um our regular episodes come out on the first and the 15th that's right 